0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Recreation Elevated podcast. This is Caroline, your host. Um, When I started this podcast, I thought, you know, I'm going to have ample time to do a podcast or an interview every month. I'll be able to travel and meet different people, and it'll be great. And be that as it may for some of the months of the year, March is not one of those. Um, There were a few different things that were going on this month, obviously division-wide. We were really busy with the legislative session and things going on up at the Capitol, we have a lot going on in our shop with the crew doing repairs on equipment and vehicles for both winter and summer, getting ready for the summer if it ever decides to, you know, change seasons from winter. Um, we've got the grant programs closing out and starting up. So it's been a busy, busy month. I actually took two weeks off at the beginning of the month to go to Japan. So shout out to my amazing team here at the division who helped cover for me while I went and skied. Um in Japan, it was incredible, but we're happy to be through March and into April now. And I actually interviewed one of my really good friends, Josie Giles, at the beginning of March, and am now just getting around to editing this podcast. And so I'm really excited about it. Um, Josie and I have been good friends for a couple of years now. She is the program director at a group called Summit Journeys, which is an incredible organization aimed at getting kids outdoors while also teaching them how to be resilient, um, to practice mindfulness all good things surrounding getting kids outside and just um, some issues around mental health. And so I was lucky enough to work with Josie um, and for the executive director, Martin Fry, for a few months before I landed my job here in the office and then division of outdoor recreation. So anyway, it's been a fun friendship to um, blossom and grow throughout the years and really excited that I got to sit down with Josie in my new position to talk about stuff that's going on at Summit Journey. So Without further ado, we'll get started. We have a very important conversation before the podcast starts where Josie comes into my home and we discuss dreams and cereal and all of the good stuff. So, anyway, I hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you have any questions or um, are interested in Summit Journeys, I'll be sure to link their website in the description um, so you can go and, and find out more about their really cool organization. If you have any kids that want to get out into the outdoors this summer or fall, please hit them up. They're an incredible group. So, Thanks Josie for interviewing and we'll turn the time over to her and I. You didn't want to knock on the door? I
1: did not. You did?
0: Yeah. Hi. Hello. I had this bad dream last night that you came over to do this Uh and we had like just people everywhere. Like people were just sitting in all of our chairs and like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I need a quiet spot, And they're like, too bad. Um, So do you need any cereal? I'm okay for right now. For right now. I'm just going to get you a mic now so we can just speak freely. Where do I normally do it? Well, to be honest, you're my third one. Mm -hmm. The first one I did at the division because it was our director. And the second one I did out in the field because it was with a member of the Avalanche Avalanche Center. Okay, Josie. Tell us who you are. Tell us about your affiliation with Summit Journeys and what Summit Journeys is. Yeah, so I am Josie
1: Giles. I'm the program director for Summit Journeys and started back in 2021. And it was just me and a guy named Martin Fry. And him and I tackled this idea of building a program where adventure increases resilience and decreases anxiety. And my role has evolved dramatically over the last year and a half, almost two years now, where I was building the ground up to now where we've got over a hundred adventures a week. And you have a hundred adventurers a week? Nope,
0: a hundred adventures a year. I'm glad you said something. It's <laughs> like, okay, since I left, it's been just dramatically increased. I guess you just sorry, need to sorry. I was have just trying to like inflate to... how
1: cool we actually are. It's a hundred a week.
0: We did a hundred ventures
1: last year. Okay, and now my goal is just to upkeep and increase that number. So it's really cool how it's evolved into just starting it to okay. We've it's maintained to now.
0: Let's just keep growing it. Yeah, that's super cool. Tell us a little bit about Martin and what his his role in this has been.
1: Yeah. So if you don't know Martin Fry, you should. He's got a website called Seven Summits Seven Seas because he is the first person in the world to have ever sailed the Seven Seas and hiked the Seven Summits. He is a Guinness World Record holder. And after this experience, and through many of the other adventure experiences he had in his life, he just learned how much adventure builds self-esteem, self-determination, self self efficacy and resilience, and built him as a character, and he saw how it built others up as well, and you've got to have a mindset for it. And so he was like, everybody's got to have this, how can we make it available to everyone? So that's where the idea originated from is his, this extravagant worldwide adventure he took
0: to now, let's, let's make it available to everybody on a smaller scale. Yeah, no, I think that's what really um, impressed me when I first met Martin. So for the background, I actually worked with Josie and Martin at Summit Journeys prior to my position at the division. And I remember it was a time when I was trying to figure out, I kind of wanted to do something in... In youth education and outdoor education, so I I realized I found an article that Martin had been in about what he was doing with Summit journeys. I reached out to him, and he immediately like called me back and was like, "Hey, do you want to work for us?" And I was really impressed with like his motivation to just get everybody involved, no matter what. And so I volunteered with them for a while, and then got hired on part time to help Josie um, kind of build out these programs. And it was cool to see it start like what Josie said from a really small group trying to figure out how to even start a nonprofit to then growing into what it is today. So maybe Josie you can touch on a little bit about that process cuz I know it was a it was a long haul to get where you guys are now and maybe talk about the process of getting the nonprofit started what were like the challenges cuz I think We have a lot of nonprofits here in Utah, obviously, and I don't know if many people know the process that it takes to actually, like, get one going. So tell us a little bit about your experience with Summit Journeys and that.
1: Yeah, I would say the first step was really just defining what and who we wanted to become. I mean, there's tons of outdoor guiding companies in the state of Utah. It's such an amazing state to get outside and experience nature, but... um, what we really noticed was that there was there's a diversion or a division is a better word for this idea of being a guide and versus being somebody that provides opportunities for people to do hard things and so we really had to hone in on okay what are we going to do that's different from everybody else and how can we make this available to everybody because we don't want it to be just for the east side of the Utah Valley. We want it to be open to everybody because not everybody gets to experience an adventure. And if we're claiming that adventure is as resilient building as it is, we want all, all people to have access to it. So um, really honing in on that idea was just the first step Was and defining how we could make that happen. Uh, with nonprofits, funding is normally the biggest barriers I've discussed talked with other nonprofits around in the yeah, state. It's sure. just finding the funding and people who believe in the cause and donating to what you believe in so passionately. I mean, you might believe in it so passionately, but other people have different passions, which is so cool about the world. But so it's just finding those those people with the same um, values as you, as far as nonprofits go. Yeah. So those Ooh. are the two things I'm thinking of right now.
0: Totally. Who would you say are people that you found that have kind of aligned with those values and maybe been more like-minded? I know we had quite a few partners that, that helped us get off the ground, and maybe you can speak to, to who those were.
1: Yeah, I think the state of Utah is so just ahead of the game. I mean, I'm not as familiar with other states, but I just feel like they already have this idea of how can we get everybody outside and experiencing the outdoors and experiencing adventure and the, The state of Utah has a a program called Every Kid Outdoors, and their mission is to get every kid outdoors, (laughs) as the title says. So just their inspiration and their determination to find grants and funding has been huge. And just, um, I I feel like a real win for Summit Journeys and any organization that has a similar mission as them. They help as well to connect other organizations so I feel like we've made a lot of connections because of them, because they're out there to create networks and, and really build up what they're trying to do. The I also need to give a shout out to Venture Out in Mill Creek. They helped us back before COVID when I wasn't around. They were the ones who really helped us figure out how to put together a nonprofit. Um, so huge shout out to Venture Out. And then some of the other organizations that we've just been able to work with, learn from, partner with, Boy Scouts of America, the YMCA, Boys and Girls Club, thanks to Petzl, Momentum, Cory, other local organizations. And in Utah, we've really been able to just take off and find that, like I was saying earlier, those people that are willing to and have the same vision as far as getting kids outside.
0: Yeah. No, and I think I can give you a lot of credit. I I was working behind the scenes or doing kind of what I could do part-time as I was working with the internship with the then Office of Outdoor Recreation. So I wasn't putting, you know, a full effort into this this group. But Josie was like every day making new connections with different organizations. And she'd be like, yep, I've reached out to this group. We're going to take a soccer group climbing. And then we're going to go and take, you know, this group from Boys and Girls Club out on rafts or on a hike. And I think it was just, it was really incredible to see both her and Martin um, make these connections and we should give a credit to one of their other employees, Eric Bonin, who really worked hard to get everything yeah. up operationally, right? Like, Absolutely. We, I remember Josie and I being like, is what we're doing like legal? Is it kosher? I mean, we're taking people out here and Eric really like honed in on the legalities of all of it and making sure we had plans in place and first aid kits and things like that, right?
1: Absolutely. And I'd say that's another huge step, setting up a nonprofit, especially in the outdoors. (laughs) Make sure you have the right staff to make sure everything you're doing is is legal and kosher, like you were saying. Yeah,
0: for sure. So I know you are taking a little bit of a break from Summit Journeys with, you know, you've got a few other things going on right now. What's the staffing look like? I know you said you were doing interviews. What's the makeup of, of Summit Journeys right now? Yeah. So Martin Fry is the executive
1: director, he kind of heads everything out, and then there's Eric Bonin, who is the operations manager or director, and he is full-time. I'm there part-time-ish as program director, and then we have a marketing manager part-time, even less than part-time, named Morgan Topham, who's phenomenal. And actually, this summer we've been hired, we're looking to hire 10 to 12 adventure leads, a camp director. We're running a camp this summer. Yeah,
0: that's really exciting. This yeah. is the first year that there will be a full blown like destination camp, right? Yeah. Tell us about where that is and what that's going to look like.
1: Yeah, we're really excited. It's going to be up at East Canyon. Um, an organization called Leadership Academy of Utah approached us and said, hey, we want to run a leadership camp for our kids that are in the homeschool community. They're from all over the United States. So they're all coming in for four weeks. Well, a week at a time, but there's four different groups, if that makes sense. Okay. And we're going to do it up at East Canyon and we are we're going to go do some sunrise hikes, rock climbing, kayak, the Weaver river sailing. So they're going to get experience in all different things and, those spots don't fill up. It'll be open to the public.
0: So okay. this is this is our first uh, camp that we are super excited about. That's so cool. And that's really neat that it's going to be coming, you know, it's been Utah specific since the beginning, but to have other people coming in from out of states to actually get to witness and and see what Utah has to offer as, as far as our outdoor recreation, as well as, you know, the programming that we have. I think that's, that's really cool. Yeah, maybe one, hopefully one day we'll, We'll get outside of Utah. Even. Yeah. That would be cool to have different chapters throughout. Exactly. The West, maybe. Um, okay. Well, I know one of my other questions was just that you saw this need being, or you saw that there was a need that needed to be fulfilled. Um, and I think that was just the need for getting people outside. Are there, are there other needs that you still are seeing that that Summit Journeys can't reach or that potentially you guys could fill in the future? Um, when it comes to getting people into the outdoors or, or what are maybe the barriers to entry that you've seen from these groups of trying to get people into the outdoors?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I have two thoughts. One barrier to, I, I would say there's two parts to Summit Journey's missions, mission. One is providing access to all people. And so a major barrier with that is always going to be funding, there's different income levels. There's different funding levels for different organizations. So that's going to be a, that's a barrier, and I think it always will be. And finding, like I said earlier, organizations or foundations, groups that are willing to fund this kind of uh, f- activity. The second second mission of Summit Journeys is to fill the gap of this. there of let me do a little backup of in the in utah and in the united states there's wilderness therapy where kids with behavior issues who are really struggling go out into nature go out and live in the woods for anywhere from three weeks i'm just spitballing here i don't know the actual number three weeks to three months and yeah. they're out they're trying to get better uh emotionally physically mentally and out. and the the other the alternative to that is touring and there's not like this middle ground of people, everyday people who are experiencing just mild forms right. of anxiety, depression, uh, hopelessness, just kind of your everyday feelings that people go through. Yeah. And so there's this big gap right now in in the whole country of the just opportunities for people to try hard things and build that confidence and those skills in themselves outside of your typical behavioral health settings, therapists and stuff. So we're trying to fill this gap of, no, we're not psychologists, but we are adventure guides and we believe that adventure will decrease anxiety and decrease depression. And so I would say one of the barriers there is just having the data to prove that. I mean, there's so much data mm-hmm. around getting outside and everybody knows it's good and everybody knows doing hard things is good, but what's, where's the data behind that? And being right. able to prove that to people is another barrier that we're facing. Um, and I think just in general, everybody's kind of facing. Cool.
0: I think that's, uh, you nailed it on the head. Um, this is a conversation that we had a lot when we were trying to decide what our mission statement was and are we just gonna be a guiding group that takes kids outside? Or are we going to sit down with them before and after and say, okay, today we're gonna to do a long hike and it's gonna be hard. What can we do as a team? What can we what can we try and foster in terms of our um, characteristics today? And and that was the difference that I saw between Summit Journeys and maybe some other groups whereas we sat down with the kids before we did anything and said, this is what our objective is today. Let's figure out how that relates to your life and what hardships you're going through. Um, and it was really cool to see those outcomes. I know that you're going to school right now to to help increase your ability to be better at this. Tell us a little bit about the program that you're doing and how you hope it will tie in to Summit Journeys and and maybe just therapy and this this place that you're saying, this gap in the future.
1: Yeah, so this is a totally new idea. As far as I can tell, it hasn't been done before and I'm still, so I'm still navigating how it'll totally yeah. work out. I don't know the... Uh, ins and outs, but I'm professionally a recreational therapist. I graduated with a recreational therapy license and degree and have been doing recreational therapy for the last few years and thought, you know what, this could apply. Recreational therapy should be applied in the outdoors and we should be able to help people with mental health challenges. And just this idea is just been constantly stirring in my in my brain and I just thought, you know, there's gotta be something more I could do to help people. And so I decided to go get a master's in clinical mental health counseling. I actually graduate this December, which I'm so super exciting. stoked about. So exciting. And the idea is really to combine recreational therapy with clinical mental health counseling. So I'll be a counselor in the outdoors. Let's go rock climb. I'm gonna say to my client, okay you're really struggling with anxiety and this fear let's go outside rock climb and we're you're going to go in your fear zone we're going to talk about where the fear comes from we're going to cope we're, we're going to learn the coping skills so that when you're in another fearful experience in work or at home yeah you have this experience to draw on in a safe controlled space with me as a counselor so so that's cool. where we're trying to that's where
0: I'm trying to go with it. And and we'll see how I get there. But that's the idea. Well, I'm pretty sure if anyone could make it happen, it's you because I've seen (laughs) Josie literally like, from like we've talked about from the ground up build this extremely successful and exciting program. And so it's it's going to be really cool to see what she can do as an individual and and bringing that hopefully, to many people who are struggling because I think you know, therapy is obviously hands down. It's great. It's been tried and true to everybody go to therapy, right? Like, (laughs) but to have that experience where you can go outside with somebody that you trust and somebody that knows kind of the ins and outs of what you're feeling and experiencing and try and relate that to the outdoors and trying something new and hard. I think that's really, really cool. And I think Josie has embodied that. I remember we, um, went rock climbing for the first time outdoors um, in an area just by Draper, and Josie, you're not the biggest, you weren't the biggest fan, maybe, of rock climbing, would you say? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I, I shake my boots a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. It's definitely scary, um, and I remember we were doing this training, I guess it was it was a Rock Canyon, actually, that we were doing, and Josie had to, you know, lead a route, and then we had to do some rescue, and... It was it was intimidating for all of us, I think. But Josie, you know, had a little bit of this fear of like, Okay, don't really know what I'm doing here. This is a new experience. And now, you know, you're taking groups, rock climbing, and you're not having, you know, yeah, I set up any my second anchors.
1: thoughts. Right. I've been leap climbing a few times. I still shake a little bit here yeah, and there. I still okay. get a little fear, but but I'm new like I used to not even be able to hang over the side of an edge when I was setting up yeah, an anchor. And it, now yeah. I'm like,
0: whoop. Here we no go. No problem. Yeah. I think that's just really cool that um to recognize that everybody this this is for everybody regardless of, you know, Josie is a killer mountain biker, right? Like she I can't keep up with her on the mountain bike. And so I think every aspect of the outdoors and, you know, trying something new is really cool and so that she's going to, you know, have this experience that she can share with her clients and things. I think that's just going to be so so great. Um Okay, I just want to. I have a few other questions. What would you say has been the greatest challenge with getting summer journeys up and running? I know we talked about funding, and that's been been a hard thing. What would you say, though, is has been the greatest challenge?
1: I think the data is one of the biggest challenges. Hmm. Just And being using having the data to be able to prove to people why it's actually good. I have found that there's a lot of programs with kids that need this kind of experience, but the program managers don't understand why getting outside is so important. They don't understand why even just getting on a bike and biking down the Jordan River Trail is good for their kids. And so just being able to have more of the data to show, you know what, we really are reducing a little bit of anxiety here. We are increasing tolerance for uncertainty. This is you, let's not let's not be content with where we're at let's improve our kids as um and teenagers self self-esteem self-advocacy and self-determination so just buying into that vision i think is really what we're pushing hard for and hoping others can see yeah that
0: was well said um okay along with that what do you think is the most valuable lesson that you've learned or seen while managing the program to summer journeys.
1: I feel like this is totally ironic but like our mission of helping people do hard things and get outside of their their comfort zone is totally what I have what I have learned and what I have taken away from it. Yeah. I have I personally not just from the adventures but from building this I've just learned of my potential and what I can achieve, and it's what I always believed in myself and believed I had greater potential, but I never could take the step to actually do that and and get there and Now I feel like, oh, a step, what's that let's take a let's take a giant stab at the ladder, let's like rock climb of this hill without <laughs> with a rope that's dangling instead of like attached to the wall type of thing, so yeah, I think that's just a metaphor for me that. You know, a year ago I wouldn't even go into the rock climbing gym. Like it wasn't my thing. But now I'm lead climbing.
0: I won't tell you what level, but I am lead climbing. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You say you're lead climbing. <laughs> that's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um
1: and I think that's just a metaphor for everything in, in my life now, which
0: is I'm I'm so grateful for. Yeah. No, I think that's it's just it's been a really cool experience to get to see it come from where it is to where it is now and I think that you know that arc of where Summit Journeys is to where it is now can also be testified in the people that have gone through the experience as well as people that manage them I think although my time at Summit Journeys was short it was very impactful impactful is the right word (laughs) it was it was so cool it was fun to be I mean the people that we worked with was amazing obviously I got to meet Josie which we're still friends and I think just seeing kids be able to overcome challenges and and be pushed a little bit. I remember there was one time we were climbing at the quarry and, you know, me being a little bit more of the stubborn person that I am was belaying one of the kids and they were pretty emotional and, you know, said, I want to come down. I want to come down. And, you know, I, I, I think ca- they started crying. Did they they start did. Crying? They did start crying a little bit. Okay. But they they realized that they could do something in a hard way, right? And obviously, maybe my approach wasn't the best. Maybe I should have let them down and, you know, talked them through it. I think they came down and they were like, wow. Yeah, like, you know, it wasn't that bad. I think that's the thing that we can learn from this all is like, oh, you think that this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done and it turns out that you can do it. And I think that is a really cool lesson to learn if, you know, if you're applying for a job or if you're applying to school or if you're just trying to pass a test, like okay, this is going to be a hard thing and I'm scared, but the, the reality is I can do it. Um, do you have any other success stories or things that you can remember from taking kids out that you want to share? Yeah, I wish the
1: video sound worked and I could play what this kid told me one time. I have a video of it. Do you have it. a video of it? I do have a video we'll of it. We'll figure out how
0: to get it in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he
1: was actually in tears before he got on the rock climbing wall Instead, I cannot do this. I, I can't. I made it I made it this far, like maybe 10, 10, um, 10 steps up. And he came down and he, he was embarrassed. One, he was embarrassed. So he was yeah. crying because he was so embarrassed because he felt like he could do better and he couldn't. And he didn't want to go up again, but was so embarrassed that he felt like he had to. And so we had a conversation and just... With, I I asked him, okay, what do you want to do for yourself right now? He said, I want to get to the top of that wall. And I said, okay, I'm going to push you. So we set the expectation of, okay, I'm I'm going to be here, your support, but also know that I'm going to listen to you. And when I, when I hear that you're at your wit's end and you're done, you're coming down. And he got on that wall. He was still crying, but he wanted to do it. And he got about halfway and he was like, this is as far as I can do it. Uh, he was on the verge of tears again and before he had gotten to the halfway point i was showing him how he if he moved his legs then his hands wouldn't have to pull him so hard up and right. he could he could get up the wall easier and uh, i was able to point out to him different pl- places for him to put his legs on and before he knew it he was at the top and he came down and he said I did it. I got up the wall. I can rock climb. And I said, what did you, I asked him the question. This is, a, this is the video I ha- I have of him when he's in his high. He's just, his eyes are brilliant and his heart rate's up and he's just giddy. And I said, okay, so what did you just learn about yourself? He said, I can do things that are way harder than I thought I could do. Wow! And for me, that was just like, yep, this is why we do what we do and this is this is what we're trying to to get for all of these people. You got all the way to the top. How did you do that? I don't know. My goal was to get up to the same level as the gym up there and I went all the way up to the top because I kept telling myself I can do it, I can keep going. And what do you believe about yourself now that you climbed to the top?
0: I believe that I can do more than I think I can. That's... That's a really cool story. And I, I can just picture that, that happening because it, we witnessed it too with, I think one of my favorite things about Summit Journeys was seeing the kids support each other in yeah. their hard things. I remember the same thing. We, it seems like we went rock climbing a lot and that was a good thing because it's a, it's a scary thing and people don't know how scary. to do it. And then they get up there and they're so excited but I remember a a similar group where there were some people just struggling with it and they weren't sure how, how to do it. And there had been some of the group that was able to get up and instead of saying, Oh, you can't do it. That's too bad. Like I did it and comparing, they were all just cheering each other on and they were saying, no, do this, put your arm up there and, and, you know, encouraging the kids to go further. And I think that's really cool to, to learn that we have a support system and to be able to rely on those during the hard times. So,
1: yeah, it's a, it's a, bonding experience when you go through something hard with somebody else you're automatically going to become emotionally closer yeah we get to work with i forgot to mention one of our cool partners is la Roca football yeah. club yeah and we've taken a few of their teams out and adolfo their i think his official title is executive director he he took brought his team out to a, a, a challenge course a ropes course we were we did last summer and it was so fun to see the players and the teammates just totally get into it and yeah. yell at each other, and, and but in a camaraderie, uplifting, sportsmanship-type way. Right. It was so fun to see the excitement and just
0: the growth that they had together as a team. That's so cool. And I think one last thing I want to say, too, is that um, it was really neat to see, you know, we, we're talking a lot about a variety of things the kids learn when they come with us. And I think one of the other things, too, was learning – the tools necessary to accomplish a task. I remember we took a group like hiking up Rock Canyon one day and it was just like an ice rink. Like people were falling left and right because it was like, you know, maybe February or something Mm -hmm. and it was icy. And the next week we came with these um, spikes that we had purchased and we put them on the kids' feet and instead they were, you know, running up it so excited that they could get up without falling down, right? Because the last week they'd come with their like vans that had no traction on them. Mm -hmm. And I think... You know, teaching kids that there, there are steps that you need to take, there are tools that are available to you and learning what those tools are, whether it be counseling, whether it be, you know, talking to a trusted adult, um, whether it be just taking moments of like to yourself and really like coming back to yourself and um, taking moments of silence. I think it was just cool to see the the tools that we could provide them and show them yeah, you're right, this was a hard task and we couldn't do it without a harness and a helmet and the right equipment and to kind of translating that back to reality of these tools are what you need to succeed in real life as well. Yeah. Sweet. No, I just want to say a big thank you to Josie, Martin, and Eric all at Summit Journeys. I think they taught me, you know, exactly what we've talked about in this interview. They've taught me how to use the right tools to progress in my current job to make new friends. They encouraged me. You know, Martin was the one actually who connected me with the Office of Outdoor Recreation with my current boss, Tara. So I owe him, you know, so much because I love what I do now. And it was really a pivotal point in my life that I connected with Summit Journeys. And I think that was a really, you know, it, it just tells to the the character of the people there to be willing to you know, hey, say we have a team of three and we're willing to sacrifice you to go to something that might fit better with what what you do. And they really just care about their mission and making sure that that they carry it out in the best way. So thanks, Josie, for all you do for the kids of Utah and beyond and for all the work you've done to promote getting kids outside in a healthy and and happy way. Yeah. Thanks, Caroline, for having me. Of course. Well, thanks so much, Josie, again, for taking the time. It was really fun to sit down with her. It was about a month ago, but um, really fun to have her just as a friend and a really good influence in my life, as well as doing really cool things in the lives of a lot of kids throughout the state and beyond. So big shout out. Um, Okay, looking forward now that... The busy season is somewhat over. I will say that hesitantly because April is still going to be a crazy month for us. Um, We've got some travel going on and as well as getting some of our grant cycles rolling out um, at the end of the month. So um, I'm excited because we have a few new team members that have some podcast experience and we're going to recruit them to help us out for a couple episodes here. I think We hope to be able to do a little bit more, um, division focused episodes so that you guys can understand kind of what goes on in the different programs within the division. So for example, the off highway vehicle program, um, lots of stuff going on right now with them. And so I think it'd be really fun to highlight some of the goings on of that program in particular. So look forward to that. Um, again, if you have any questions or want to be on the podcast yourself for our campfire stories, please feel free to always reach out and with that, I hope you enjoy this April. It's literally snowing right now as I'm looking at my window, and it's April 3rd. So I hope that eventually we get to enjoy the springtime weather. But for now, winter prevails. Thanks for listening, guys.